Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Feels like we've got an absolute ton to get to just about everywhere you look. Something happened. John Martin's Raiders got off the schneid. Brad Carson's Mississippi State Bulldogs got a big one. They're 4-1 and ranked in the AP poll. My lowly Bears lost. What do I have? I look around. What do I have, John? What do I have that's a winner? You know what mine is? Memphis Tigers football. 4-1. We gonna talk about it. We gonna dissect the win over Temple, and we're going to look ahead to what's a big one, ladies and gentlemen, coming up on Friday. John, we're here. Memphis is 4-1, and one, going to take on Houston on Friday. I'm excited about it. We're all excited about it. Plenty to get to around these parts. Yeah, we, uh, we do have quite a bit. We are uh, blessed with uh, things to get to and things to discuss. Grizzlies basketball is back. Grizzlies, is, they're winning and playing Win a game everything. tonight. That was an upset. That was an upset. I, well, maybe not. Maybe they were slight favorites. I can't remember. Either way. How were they favorites with who they had out there? Well, it was all the backup. I don't think Milwaukee played anybody either, right? Milwaukee didn't play anybody. Uh, Grayson was out there hooping. Yeah, they. Uh, Javon Carter was out there. Um, but uh, but the Memphis Grizzlies are back. And the good news is, and the best news is, that Bally Sports Plus is also now available. So for the cord cutters out there like myself... You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to uh, search the dark web now <laughs> to uh, watch the Grizzlies play basketball. So that is certainly a great development. I think it's like twenty bucks a month, um, which it is what it is. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right, to watch the Memphis Grizzlies, and you don't want to. You don't want to have the court. So uh, that is the sacrifice that you make. But uh, the Grizzlies are worth that sacrifice. You can also catch those games here on ninety two nine FM ESPN, of course. But we're back. The Memphis Grizzlies are back, and yeah, we have a lot to get to on the show today. At eleven twenty five, Mike Wall is going to join us as he always does, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman with the Carolina Panthers, Green Bay Packers, etc. We'll talk to him about the NFL, including, uh, you know, uh, I, I thought it was a very good Sunday Night Football game. It was maybe not as competitive as I had hoped. Uh, I, I Indeed, I, I don't think, if you, if you charted this out, like for me individually, I don't. maybe other people are like this too, if you charted out individually, what quarterback have I lost the most money on Betting on or against, Tom Brady is going to be number one for me. Like, I cannot figure that dude out. Mm-hmm. Either, like, I, when I bet him, that happens last night, right? Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is, like, doing behind-the-back passes like Jay Will in the freaking 98 All-Star game. Uh, 360 uh, pass move. And then Never seen anything like when it. I fade him, he just goes on a, you know, on a mission. So it's like I just I feel like if you just charted that out individually, like which quarterback have I lost the most money betting on, backing or against, it would a hundred percent be TB12. Um, so we'll get to get into that with Mike Wall, that performance last night from Kansas City, as well as some other things around the NFL. Uh, and then at one twenty-five, Jason Fitz joins us like he always does, talking about talk college football. He was at Legion, I believe. For he your was big win. He was yes. I am hoping to get out there at some point and join him. He's he was at, he was with the uh, in Nashville last week. He's just like traveling with the team at this point, man. Busy life. He is living a busy life. Busy man show business. He's living that dink life right now. The Las Vegas Raiders. You know he doesn't have to. You know he doesn't have the kid at home. So like 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 I, perfect example. I. My wife, I love her. I love my family. She booked a pumpkin patch visit during NFL. 
yesterday, right? She knows that's what I like to do. It's like the only thing I really like to do. And she booked it. And I, I, I was like, you know what? I, I have to go. I have, I have to go. I have to go to the pumpkin patch. I think once you have the child, if the wife gives you three hours for your game, yes. then that's going to be. And she did. And she did. And that's ex- she did. Ex- so she gave you the rest of it for Raiders. She did. And John, that's. Yep. She's doing about as much she yep. can do for nah, you. You're right. Once you have you're the right. child. You're right. No, yeah. I mean, I, that's different, why. Different if you didn't have the kid. That's a calculation, right, that I had to make. Like, it was one of those deals. Very where generous it, of Sam. It was one of those deals where she was like, you can come or you cannot. It's up to you. Oh, no. There's a wrong choice there. So I got on the Peloton. You can tell with that. I got on the Peloton you know, early yesterday morning. I was like, let me let me think about this. Let me work out. Let me get it. It'll come to me. And it came to me. And it said, John. Go. You're going to Purdy Farms, buddy. Mm-hmm. All right. Not worth the trouble of not going. And, you know, look, I was checking my fantasy app all, you know, because you're still, you know, I'm still going to check that. But I, I went, I was there, I was present, saw it, great, loved it, and I got to watch the Raiders get a win. Good so, for you, Dad. All Good is dad. well that ends well. Uh, so that is the show today. Uh, but we have a lot to get to, as promised. So, like we usually like to start the week, let's do Cap or No Cap. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now, it's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. Memphis football being 4-1 and one is enough. John, is that cap or no cap? Well, that is a, that, that is a very interesting sort of uh, assertion there. Cap uh, or no cap. Memphis football being 4-1 and one is enough. It is cap. It is cap. It should be no cap. Right, it should it, be it no cap. No, it is no cap, but it is cap because a we're talking about in the context of attendance, right? We're talking about in the, in the context of community support, uh, excitement, right? That is what that uh, that is what that's how I sort of interpret it, right? Is it enough for that? Is it enough to have forty thousand plus? Is it enough to be you know people buzzing around the city of Memphis? Um, yeah, the answer is it is cap, and the reason is. Uh, I, I think there's a lot of reasons. There, it's not just one thing. It's not just you can't just point out on a sheet of paper. Right, it's just one thing. Uh, but again, uh, Temple comes in this weekend. It's an 11 a.m. game. Weather's fine. It was pretty nice outside, right? It was a pretty nice day. Very nice. Day. I don't think it was overly hot. Um, and there were only you know 22,000 people again, right? And some change. Um, that's two uh, straight weeks of 22,000 in the stadium. Calkins had the stat on his show. Back to back, first time that's happened since t- 2013, right? Which that, the, that they've been under 24, right? They were they were at 23, 239 for Saturday. Yeah, is the stat is under 24 for the first under time 24. since 2013. Back to back weeks, back-to-back right? Back weeks, I believe. Um, yeah. And that's I, th- I believe that was uh, you know Justin Fuente's second or third year. I mean before they had taken off, right? So they were it was still very much in rebuild mode then. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I I think it should be enough, but. The offense is not exciting. They had no points at the half. They were losing at the half to Temple, who is who is. You made the joke. I don't even want to take your joke, uh, but just about how bad Kurt Warner's son is at quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like you, 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 the offense is not exciting. They don't move the ball with much pace, and I know we can explain away why that is. Um, they have not beaten anybody of note, right? They're winning the games, but these are not uh, juggernauts that they are beating, and they're not doing it convincingly in, for in most in most cases. Um, so yeah, I think those are the those are the main reasons why it's it's enough in terms of Ryan Silverfield's job security, right? Of course, but I think there are other things sort of around Memphis football that go into this conversation. So in terms of Ryan Silverfield's job performance, of course it's enough. He's four and one. What are we talking about here? But Brian Silverfield's job security and performance, I think, are are totally separate of, okay, where is the Memphis football program trending, right, in mm-hmm. terms of the community? I think those are two separate issues. I think you make some great points, and I think in the way that you argued it, you could say that they're not doing enough. When you when you look at attendance, and I want to be very careful here because, you know, they're 4-1, and one, which is a mark we said they needed to get to. Yep. Fans aren't showing up in the way we'd like. You'd love if they were getting at least 30,000 out there. 30, 35. It doesn't feel like a Tubby Smith situation, though, John, where where they're out on you. Okay, They're trying to figure it out right now. And sure, you're not giving them an offense that's explosive week to week. I get all that. That can be part of it. 
But I'm going to go, and, and, and here's the other reason I want to be careful, because remember the other thing Tubby Smith said, hey, we're picked to finish fifth, right? Y'all adjust your expectations, and Memphis was picked to finish fifth, and I've used that as sort of the baseline for don't want to move the goalposts too much here. We said this team needed to get to 4-1 and one so that come this Friday night, you would have an opportunity against a team picked to win the conference. Now, they've clearly, Houston, coming off a loss to Tulane, has underachieved this season, but we said you needed to get here. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, you're right. For, for for Silverfield and right now, is it enough? Yeah, yeah. You could argue that it is for fans. Maybe it's not. But I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that right now, it is enough. Okay, Th- that it's enough in the sense that you're building. What I'm not changing on is what I said before the season. Memphis needs to put itself in a position where it's ready to take over this conference next year. Mm. Right? Get yourself in position. Get on the runway and get ready to take off. It's been ugly at times this year. They didn't score in the first half, John. Yeah. Like that, you know, that helps your argument when you're talking about how, how do you get excited about this football team? That said, you're here yep. at 4-1. and one, You've beat some bad teams like you were supposed to. Let's see what it looks like on Friday night because, John, you win that one. Mm-hmm. Then you're 5-1. and one. We're saying, hey, can this team contend in, contend the, conference. in the conference, the which championship we game. were not saying before the season. It will, it, will, it will be enough eventually if they keep winning, so, right? That's what I go – and, and that eventually. was the point I made to you last week. Yeah. If, he, if you just continue to pile up the Ws, yes. a lot of teams in college football got lost, embarrassing losses to teams they shouldn't have lost to. Yes. Memphis doesn't have that yet. Yes. And hopefully they won't get that. So from that standpoint, my my hope is that they continue to build, John, and with that, the you know few thousand more, you get it up to 25, you get it up to 30, and this thing builds on it. So I, for right now, I'm saying it's enough, but with the caveat that I ain't saying Tubby Smith, you pick to finish fifth, stay fifth. Yep. I'm saying continue to build. Memphis is doing that right now, and albeit sometimes very ugly. Yeah, like if uh, if they win Friday and then they win against uh, East Carolina, which will be tough. What and, are we talking about then? And then they beat Tulane, which will also be very tough because Tulane just beat Tulane's Houston. good. Tulane is very good, um, although they have injury issues at quarterback. Yeah, so that's their third stringer. Yeah, so that is but, that potentially could be a break depending on uh, the situation. So what would that put them at? Se- I mean, you're seven talking about seven and one with UCF coming. Right, there is no reason if Memphis football is seven and one for that to be any less than forty to forty-five thousand, as far as I'm concerned. You're seven and one. You're in contention, clearly, to go to the conference championship game. That is as big a game as you will play in your league. Right? That's not a conference championship game. I mean, what what would be the excuse at that point? And it wouldn't matter at that point if you're seven and one and you've beaten the teams that that Memphis would have had to beat to get there. Mm-hmm. I do think. There, there is a point, right? There is a demarcation where it goes from you're okay, you're four and one right now, but who have you beaten? Well, at seven and one, if they are able to do that, right? Yes, they will have beaten some good teams. Absolutely, some some name brand recognition teams. There is a clear difference to me when you're talking about North Texas, Temple, and uh, and Navy, right? That's fair. Versus Houston, East Carolina, Tulane. You know, I, I I mean Tulane doesn't get name brand recognition, but if you watch them play, they're a very well coached and good football team. They just beat Houston at Houston with their third string quarterback, right? That should tell you everything you know about Tulane. So um, it's been since 2016 you've been two and zero in the AAC. Yeah, I like, mean, I, you know what I'm saying. We oh, can for sure. beat them up for the no, offense I, and I, rightfully so at times. Yeah. but you're here where you're supposed to. Look, be. Look, some of this is is no question nitpicking, right? It, of course it is, but I just feel like in terms of the big picture, right? You're watching that offense and you're just like. It's it's worlds well, away. It's got to get better. The offensive line's yeah. banged up. Like there's yeah. there's a lot of reasons why yeah. the offense hadn't looked yeah. good of late. Yeah, and it, it it's not acceptable. Yeah, so, obviously. So, so you know, I I don't know what the attendance is going to be for Houston, man. I don't I don't you know I don't have any great. Well, it's a Friday night. You're going to have a lot of parents watching their kids at high yeah. school football games all around yeah. town, and you've got the option too. I guess to right. watch it on ESPN two. You know, you can sit and say, well, I'm if if you're waiting to get all in on this Memphis team or see. You've got that option too to do that, so I, I don't suspect that will help attendance. That said, they'll break. You 30. suspect they're going to beat the twenty three they've put up the last. If they two, don't, if they don't, the break, last two uh, last two games. If they don't break thirty, I'll be like, whoa, you know, a, a nationally televised game against a, a a team like this is the last time you're going to play Houston in your league before they move on. Like, would you not be concerned if it's not over thirty? Like, Again, it's a Friday night. There's a lot of things going on on Friday night in the city of Memphis with the high school football and everything else. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you, oh, it's this huge failure if they don't get 30 in there, especially with what we've seen the last two weeks. Yeah, but this was, I mean, this looks is like Houston, this 22 though. is your baseline. Maybe the excited being four and one gets you another four or five. Still feels tough to get to 30 on a night you can watch it on national television. And again, a lot of your, a lot of these 
folks' kids are going to be playing high school football that night. So, again, I, just win the damn game. Mm-hmm. You know, put yourself in a position where you're 5-1 and one if you've knocked off a, at least a team that came into the season with some high expectations. I think that way – that that's the better bet to get people excited about Memphis mm-hmm. football right now. That's, that's, that's and to the, hope the offense just turns the page no, and all of a sudden the they're putting thing. up 45, 50 points again. That's not going to happen, you know. So anyway, this Houston team's beatable though, as you oh, see, absolutely. Barely. And they're they're uh, they're in a free fall right now. And your favorite in that game, I think Memphis three point favorites. One, I think they should be. I think they absolutely should be because uh, again, Houston is just not. Uh, they, they got they got some internal problems, right, with the coach. And Overson's challenging them. They're yeah. not answering the bell. How many overtime games have they played this year? It feels like here's three. the thing. Like I feel like Memphis, Memphis really would have rather Houston won that game, right? Because now they're coming in here and they are absolutely desperate. They are absolutely desperate after after that home loss to Tulane. They are going to be motivated. Two and three, you know, they're going one in the American, right? I mean, Holgerson's going to be coaching for his job in some respects. They've know? been they've been a huge disappointment. So it's hard, it's hurt the conference to be quite frank with you. It will be a bit, even though Memphis is favored. I still think it will be like it'll be an insanely impressive win if Memphis is able to get it given the circumstances. So, uh, and I hope they do, and I hope that uh, people start showing up. Turning to the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs should be the Super Bowl favorite, John. Is that cap or no cap? It it is no cap. I mean, we all watched that last night. This cap is still the Bills. They ran. The, they did what the Bills cannot do. What's that? Run the ball, and that is how you win championships. Pass to score, run to win. That is how it is done. Uh, I have questions about both of the Bills' defense and the Chiefs' defense, right? It's not like the, the the Chiefs' defense put on any kind of great performance yesterday, although they did force a turnover on Brady in a, in a pivotal moment there uh, early in the first half when they finally do get that stop. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair drops the ball. I think that was the only damn stop they got all night. Uh, but then immediately next play, they get it right back on that sack and strip of Tom Brady. Um, look, I just feel like you know when Mahomes in, in these big games, I feel like he just doesn't lose. When he's got his offensive line, as long as he's got that, I just feel like the Chiefs are are close to unbeatable in these big moments. Now, look, they got up for that one. It was a Super Bowl rematch. They felt like they owed Tampa Bay one. Man, you could tell Mahomes was so up for it. Yes, uh, and it is it is crazy, man. Like he just makes weapons. Like he's throwing the dudes I've never heard of. You know, like Danny Fortson got a touchdown. Noah Gray got a touchdown. Who the hell are these guys? You know, I mean, they were working with Ben Hogan at. at uh, at, at Schnooks, <laughs> you know, and then they, and then they uh, now they're catching touchdowns for the freaking Kansas City Chiefs. So I I think they should be whether they do or not is a totally different thing. Um, but but obviously you guys know I have a big future on Kansas City there, and I feel really good about that now. I feel really good about that future on the Kansas City Super Bowl. Again, don't know if they'll do it, and maybe in a rematch it's different. Tampa Bay gifted them what at least seven. The first, the, you know, the kickoff return, they, they immediately punch in, first play of the game. So uh, I, I could be talked into it. Yeah, Buffalo is plus 300 at Superbook, and Kansas City is right behind him at plus 600. So I, I think either you played those games 10 times, you'll probably get five, you know, five win, wins from the Chiefs and five wins from the Bills. I guess I would, I would answer this by asking you a question of what questions do you have about the Bills' defense? You mentioned still having questions about the Chiefs and yeah. the Bills' defense. Aren't there certainly fewer questions yeah. about the Bills' defense? They, I they, think they're they got health concerns. Second right? in yards allowed, everything else. They got they got yeah, the health secondary, concerns. but you figure yeah. once they're healthy and you hold Baltimore at their place to what twenty points, no, it's like they like they did a heck of yeah. a job against Lamar no, I, Jackson. I, I, I feel they better. They should be frankly yeah. undefeated. Yeah, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I feel better about the Bills' defense than I do Kansas City's defense, but I feel better about the Kansas City's Kansas offense mm-hmm. than I do the Buffalo offense. That's fair because Josh Allen is still the majority of. Their, yes, their run offense. Yes, and, we, and, and Singletary had a fumble in that game. He, yep. he does most of his damage yes. when he's catching passes. Exactly. So I just feel like, and, and and then again, and I don't know, we're going to get to this a little bit later, but they've got, you know, they've got the the rookie Pacheco who they haven't even unleashed yet, right? And they they you kind of got a taste of him yesterday. Mm-hmm. So well, he's a beast. I mean, if they start like if it, 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 I mean, I know they. I don't want to say too much. They just brought in Edwards Elair, so they probably feel a little bit of an obligation to him, but. It's only a matter of time before that backfield is his. Um, and so I think he gives them a totally different dynamic, you know, if they go to him. So I think Kansas City sh- it sh- it should be the favorite. They're not. I think they should be. You you think the, the, the books have yeah, it right I, with the Bills? Yeah, I, I just think the, the books have it right. I don't need to go on too long here. Bills have been just as impressive to me. Yeah. Again, had a good plan for Lamar yesterday. Should be, frankly, undefeated. You know, Miami – 
clips them there at the end of that game. If they'd had another couple plays or more seconds, they'd probably win that game. So Bills, to me, all the way around, uh, still look like the favorite to me. So congratulations to all of our FanDuel uh, customers How about who that used the boost this weekend to hit the Titans. Derek, that did and they hit. won. That yeah. did hit. I was worried about that when I saw it. I was like, man. I, did, I don't know. Anytime don't know. you do marketing, the Titans. when you do marketing with the station, your program director hits on the boost too. That that was one I went for, and I was happy to see Derrick Henry touchdown plus uh, the Titans winning. And now the cap or no cap question, gentlemen. And I'll start with Jason. Titans are going to win the AFC South after all. Jason, is that cap or no cap? Well, it's it's no cap. They are going to win it. Hmm. I was concerned going into the season, and I think by the time we kicked it off, I was leaning Colts because of the what we thought was an upgraded quarterback and going to Matt Ryan and the fact that the Titans, not just the A.J. Brown trade, but you lose Landry as well going into the year, your sack leader from last year, you're just giving the edge of the Colts. Based on everything we've seen and based on this win, and the Titans are going to have to start scoring in the second half. Uh, I want to set that there to the side if they're going to keep this mm-hmm. thing up. But I'm going to go with the Titans at this point. Jack. Jags have made you you could almost make an argument they're going to be in the mix. They just don't look ready. And at one point yesterday they're up on Philly and I'm going holy cow, look at the job Doug Peterson's doing. Philly ends up coming back to win but back to the point. Jags just not quite ready to, I think to be in this fight. They'll obviously have a say in this thing, but Titans got a big win yesterday, managed to hold off the Colts and listen, as long as you're knocking off the Colts, you give yourself a path. We 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 said even if they had lost to the Raiders, their season was still there because of that opportunity to win the division. The Colts have not been impressive. What do they got? One win. Colts are one, two, and one. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a bad. That's Oof. a bad looking team. And now, you know, I don't know the extent of it, but Jonathan Taylor goes down in that game. Give me the Titans in the AFC in a in a bad, you know, in an AFC South where yeah, Jacksonville's getting better, but it's still bad. Titans gonna win a bad division. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I mean, I I would never in a million years put any hard earned money on the Indianapolis Colts at this point. Um, I mean, that's inexcusable for them. And if they had division hopes, uh, that's a game at home you have to win. Mm -hmm. It just is. And you've got your receivers back with Pittman. That's your place. That's right. Yeah. um, Yeah, the Titans are. It's it's lined up for them. Um, I don't – I mean, Jacksonville is pesky, you know. Like, they they will compete and – They're on the rise. They're not ready, though. And, uh, I I mean, I – you know, look, we could be – they – the Titans did have real issues beating Jacksonville once upon a time. Right, I mean, there was a, there were years where they just could not do it. Well, now it's the Colts that can't do it. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like, if the Jags, if the Jags find the Jags. that again, you know, and, and if they can manage to sweep the Titans, obviously we are going to have a very different conversation. But I would definitely, if I were going to bet today, it would have to be on the Titans because the one thing with the Titans is they know how to do it. You know, like they know how to win the division. That's what they do. They find ways to win. It's ugly. It's usually uh, close, you know, but that's a skill they have. They have a skill of winning close games. They did it all time, all last year, and they're doing it again. You know, you thought like, all right, the way this works is there's going to be some reversion. There's going to be some regression in these one-score games in the NFL, right? That's usually how it works season mm-hmm. to season. But the, 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 the one thing that the Titans have that the Colts clearly do not have that the Jags are building and that the Texans are, I don't even know what the Texans are doing. Uh, they have culture. They have a real culture where everybody in that locker room believes in each other. I know that sounds corny, but I think it's real. Uh, otherwise, how could you show up to work every Sunday when Ryan Tannehill is your quarterback? you got to have something there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Held the Colts to 38 rushing yards. That yeah. defense yeah. up front yeah. is legit. And they're doing Jeffrey it without, Simmons. you know, they're doing it without, uh, what's his name, Landry? Landry. Yeah, yeah I mean – the, the Colts are going to are, are going to win the uh, the AFC South again, um, and that's a the credit. Titans are going to win it. Yeah, yeah, sir, be yeah, Titans. yeah Titans. Who would be their third straight. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a credit to Mike Vrabel. It's a credit to that locker room, um, and that's and that's that's what continuity can do for you, right? I Beat mean, the Raiders and could turn your whole season around, right? That's exactly right. That's I mean, you saw it with the Cardinals, Jump off. You, right? You saw it mm-hmm. with the Cardinals. You saw it with the Chargers. It's really going well. So. You know, the interesting thing is they weren't on TV in this market if you don't have an NFL package. The two networks both chose Cowboys and Bills. The Titans were not on TV. Wow, here. I did and not that know that. So many time, people were upset about that. That was many a primetime noon kickoff, and the Cowboys took precedence over the Titans. How about that? How about that? That's it. I, mean, I guess I guess the local affiliates choose, They right? choose if they have the option, and they choose they chose the Bills marquee game, and they chose Cowboys. Well, they did that for a reason. They did that for a reason. That is, I, That gave me some intelligence there. 
That's really interesting. I, I, I honestly hadn't. I mean, I had. I was just watching Red Zone. Like mm-hmm. I, was, I was not watching. Uh, I was not watching the. Uh, you know, any individual game. They did that for a reason. Yeah, they they must have some kind of you know metric here, right? I mean, they must know that okay, the Titans fans. You know, there aren't that many in Memphis. Otherwise, why would you? If there were a ton, you wouldn't You'd do put it. them on. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I think that's it. Either Fascinating. way. Fascinating. Yeah, you either, saw it on yeah, Twitter a little bit. Either um, way, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Titans are going to win the division. Yep. Final one. Uh, Suns are in trouble. Cap or no cap? This is on uh, the NBA because we had the preseason this weekend. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, I would say that's no cap, right? I mean, they lost to a team from Australia at yes. home, bro. I mean, I know you didn't play your starters the whole game. Still, you were twenty-eight point favorites, man. Mm-hmm. They were twenty-eight point favorites in this game. This is one of the biggest upsets of all time. Well, there were there were already concerns going in that your team's not on the same page. You got the reports out there, Aiden yeah. saying he hadn't talked to yeah. Monty and yeah. everything else. Like no, it, that's exa- it looked bad from the outside yeah. looking in, and yeah. now you're seeing something bad on the this court. This is one as well. more so thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I would no. say this is. I mean, I know people will say it's preseason. This is one of the biggest upsets of all time. A twenty-eight point. Underdog. Well, you told me who was doing it to him. I didn't realize yeah, it was a uh, former Memphis Tiger, Craig Randall. Craig freaking Randall. Did you know? I, I had missed that I completely. Not that that it was Craig together. Randall doing no. him in. Bro no. didn't do anything at Memphis. Didn't I? Don't think he scored a point at Memphis. <laughs> Australian. <laughs> yeah, he's he's in he's wherever the, the uh, league there. Yeah, the Australian. Uh, this the isn't NBL. even their A league. That's out of New Zealand. This is like the crap league. I don't. I'm, I'm not. Isn't it? I'm not sure. And this isn't which, the one your homie from Houston was in, is it? I think it is the N, I think it is the NBL. Okay. I think it is, but maybe. Yeah, there you go. It, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but national. There, yeah. There could be multiple there though, okay. I, but I think it is the NBL. There's just different teams, right? You have the New Zealand Breakers. You have other teams. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I mean, I think this is like. The 36ers? Yeah, they're, they're the That's 36ers, bananas, bro. What? They're not even half of the 76ers. Adelaide 36ers? Yeah, they would have to. They would, they're not even like the 38ers, man. Greg Randall went Kobe on them 13 of 21 in 37 minutes. I, I don't he care. He was 9 of 17 from 3. That man got the green, green light, hit 35 on him. I don't care who. Greg he, Randall. He, Sports Illustrated calls it stunning. Oh, it's the big. It's the one of the biggest upsets Frick of all time. Randall, did it's not. It it's not miracle on ice. It's but, stunning though. But it's like, dude. I mean, if, if I mean, again, like when Memphis basketball will go on these foreign trips, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if they ever lost to a Canadian dude, team. Canadian, I think they did lose one. Up all there. of their starters played twenty-two minutes. Bro, they played, bro. They played like a yes, half. Yes, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, twenty-two what? minutes. They played a half, and they started all of them. Bridges, Aiton, Paul, and Booker all started. And, and by the way, even your freaking reserves should be able to put away the. Of Adela- course they should. It's thirty-sixers, bro. Campaign tried twenty-three off the bench. It was not enough to stop Craig. <laughs> Randall, like, if you're the Suns, if you're the Suns, like, are, should should we be signing some guys from this team? You know, Adelaide 36ers. Should we be what? signing Craig Randall instead of like having Cam Johnson? Man, I guarantee you, Craig opened some eyes. They had 24 three pointers. Them folks were just blasting off, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and Craig hit nine of them things. I, nine <laughs> of the 24. Where you been? I, honest to God, this it's was like, his moment. Oh, he was when ready I, when to go. I saw that. I was like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. <laughs> this is like, this is like Christian Brothers beating the Tigers, right? I mean, this is this is what it's like. Did did Memphis lose a game on that foreign tour in Canada? Did they lose one? Yeah. See, that's I don't know if I remember correctly. It yes. always to means those twins. There was a couple of twins. It always means yes. you're going to be in store for a horrible season. <laughs> it does. It, it's not. You can't just say, "Ah, oh, man, it's just no." No, and they've got culture you issues. Have, clearly, you have cracks, bro. Yeah, yeah. You have cracks in your wall. Okay. And and you need to call somebody. You know, you got foundation issues, man. Call their, they need to call the Redeemers group over there, dog. They really do. So, yeah, the Suns have big problems. They better start talking. And uh, and I don't know how you fix it. Other. Uh, but the Dallas Mavericks broke them. That's what it was. They still have not recovered from I that see. series, man. I Those see. Those folks out here losing to Australian teams. Well, what you pay Aiden for? You paid him. You brought him back. Just and he's still not happy. You don't have to get over it. Just a, well, he didn't want to stay. He didn't want, you know, he didn't want to be in Phoenix, right? I mean, he he, he was their RFA, wasn't he? So they just they matched. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he had his choice. He didn't want to stay. I think he wanted out, and uh, they said, "No, we need you." Which is him and Monty going I, to get I, back I, on the same page. DeAndre Ayton feels like he is being gaslit by the organization, right? Because you pay me all this money and you use me like I am. Uh, you know, Bismack Biombo, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you're you're getting two different. You know, the sons are sending. You know how when you had you were dating chicks, you'd be like, yeah, 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 I'm gonna spend time, blah, blah. But then like she goes, she's like, yeah, that's what he's feeling like right now. He doesn't know what to think of the Phoenix Suns, and I get it. He's gonna end up getting traded. There is no doubt about it. 
Uh, but the Suns have major problems, and uh, the Grizzlies are back in action tonight here at the crib. Big Memphis, 2022. Paolo, woo, that's a good one. We got yes, a good sir. one tonight. Uh, grind season kicks off. Waiting on that first episode, brother. It's Can't coming. wait. Cannot wait. We'll come back. Mike Wall is going to join us. We'll talk NFL with him, uh, his thoughts on the weekend and more. Stick around. Jason and John, 99 FM, ESPN. One of the things I love about betting on the NFL is that you can always find new player game props that you like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. Perfect for tonight's matchup. Matthew Stafford going to go over on the passing yards, but Cooper Cup is an anytime score. George Kittle over on the receiving yards. That's how you put together a same-game parlay. It's one of just the many reasons. You can bet with FanDuel and bet fun. Live betting, they've got all the options, fast withdrawals. It's back in your account quickly. There's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet, so lock in your bet today at FanDuel Sportsbook. New to FanDuel Sportsbook? Sign up today with promo code JSmith for your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's promo code JSMITH. All about the fun. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and of 929 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fano.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-97. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Mike Walls, a former Pro Bowl offensive lineman, played 11 seasons in the NFL for the Packers, Panthers, Seahawks. He's now a skill development specialist, founder of ProcessToPerform.com. Host of the On My Block podcast with former Packers great Amon Green. Could follow him on Twitter at MikeWall68. We're blessed to have him joining us every Monday. Mike, my first question. More impressive victory yesterday to you. Bills winning at the Ravens and, and the way they controlled the end of that game or KC running over, through, and around Tampa Bay last night. Which one do you think was the more impressive? Hey, guys. Yeah, for me... They're both really impressive wins, obviously, but gosh, Kansas City looked good last night. It seemed like Patrick Mahomes went in there early and just said, everybody remember that I've been to the last you know, four AFC championship games. I'm pretty good, too. There's been a lot of talk about other guys in the AFC right now, but he seems to, to be right up there at the top of the pack again. How do you bet against him in a, in a big game at this point, right? Like, I feel like you yeah, can't. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. It's just... I'll tell you what, it's so interesting because the, the cool thing about the, the game last night was you not only see how great Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs can be and all the talk about Tyreek Hill and, you know, they're going to mention this and that, but then you see Tom Brady comes back out and scores 31 points. Yeah. And, it, you know, you just, oh, these guys are so good. I don't know how you bet against any of them. It, it, for, honestly, for me, I know it's, it, it turns out who the backup dancers are for each team, like who's got better backup dancers. But it really turns into a coin flip with these really high-level guys. There's probably five quarterbacks in the league you say that about, but it, it, and four of them played each other this weekend. There was a lot of, and I think, you know, I, it, it made sense, a lot of discussion in the offseason about what the departure of Tyreek Hill was going to mean for Mahomes. But are, are wins like that, do, do they sort of inform that decision a little bit more? Because, I mean, I, it's not like we were sitting around wondering, man, if Patrick Mahomes just had Tyreek Hill – I mean, he makes weapons. Well, it's bad. It's Patrick Mahomes, but also give a lot of credit to Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid's been doing this at a high, high level with a lot of different quarterbacks, Hall of Fame-level quarterbacks, as well, developed Hall of Fame-level quarterbacks. 
for a long time, starting with Brett back in Green Bay. So he's been around this for a while. He's an, he's just an incredible play designer and play caller. Eric Bieniemy as well at the offensive coordinator position there. But I'm just super impressed with their coaching staff, the way they keep coming up with, with ideas. But at the end of it, like, someone's got to throw the ball. Someone's got to do the spin move and flick it in the back of the end zone. And there's only right now. <laughs> I, you can count on one finger how many guys are doing that on a consistent basis, man. He's special. Mike, how does it feel as an O-lineman, too, when you're pushing around a defense as good as Tampa Bay's, and especially against the run? I think last three years they've been the best against the run, and KC's rolling up 189. There's everything Mahomes just did that y'all laid out. But I thought that run game, too, and how physical they were with a defense that's usually the more physical, that run game for them. How good does it feel like when you're an offensive lineman for a, a run game that's rolling like that? I don't think that there's anything more satisfying for an offensive lineman to be able to roll up yardage in, in big chunks and just be consistent across the entire game. You know, Joe Thune, or, yeah, Joe Thune is one of the guys they brought in from New England. Yep. And he was with Dante Scarnecchio, one of the best offensive line coaches in history for years. And he came down there and really solidified that line. I know there's been some other pickups as well. Obviously, drafting Creed Humphrey was a big deal. Uh, and, and I think Trey Smith's been playing well, but... You look at the interior of those guys, the way they move people around. Um, I'm just super impressed with them. It, it was one of those. It's you know you see that in contrast to like the, the the Bengal situation right now. I think the Chiefs had a really good line coach, and they just happened to get some injuries at the wrong time in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But when they decided to reload, they went out and got guys that fit the skill set that was needed to play in that offense, and that's not always the case. Right, And so that's why I think for me, they just went out and picked the right guys that can get the job done for what they're looking for, and they just continue to build and improve every week. We're talking to Mike Wall here on the show. By the way, like we're trying to like we're trying to come up with like this clever, you know, this clever name for the segment. Are we like building the wall of truth? are we are we building the wall <laughs> of skill? Like if you were a wall, what would you be a wall of? You know what? When I was playing, my when it, when we played on the West Coast, my whole family would come watch the game, whether it was in Arizona or San Diego. And uh, you know what? They they made T-shirts every year that was just they just called Block Party, man. And I love that. I don't I don't know there about building the wall and all this and that. And the other. It's not bad though, right? <laughs> block Party. We'll just call it's a Block Party every Monday here on the show. Absolutely love it. It's perfect. Do you think, Mike, uh, Zach Wilson catching the touchdown and then doing the gritty in the end zone was a career personal low for Mike Tomlin? Yes. No question about it. I thought it was terrible. Like, what do you like? <laughs> so I, I feel like that. For so like, many reasons. I, I hated to see it. Like, my mind immediately went to Mike Tomlin. You know, like, what what can yeah. he be thinking right now, watching this take place? He had it really good for a long time with Roethlisberger. Um, I think if you know, the, the, if you coach long enough, you're going to go through these. They've yeah. been very, very fortunate in Pittsburgh to have you know really three head coaches in the last 45 years and and one quarterback for the last 20. So he's going through it a little bit now. Uh, I know they brought in Pickett last you know, yesterday. Trubisky clearly wasn't the answer. I don't even know if he was considered a bridge. But um, look, the future's bright for that for that young man. They have an incredible defense. You know, for me, the Pittsburgh Steelers are always going to be about defense. And um, Cam Hayward, Mickey Fitzpatrick, you know, Hightower. Those guys are just they're absolute studs. They've got people up and down that even even with the reigning defensive player of the year, TJ Watt out. Uh, I think the question is honestly. You look at their next couple games, man. They're, I think they're playing, what do we got here? Uh, Steelers versus Bills, Bucks, mm. Dolphins, mm. Eagles. Oh, boy. Like, that, that, that could, that could very easily be an 0-4, right? So I, I think that's the hard part if you're looking at Mike Tomlin right now and trying to figure out what you do. Uh, do you like Zach Wilson? Like, do you – you know, I, I really am still – very much uh, uncertain about uh, uncertain about him. Do you have a, a strong opinion about him one way or the other? I don't. I think he has all the physical traits. He certainly can sling it around a lot. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because his like mom's on social media a lot, or I'm not really sure what the deal is. But I feel like he's immature, right? And it's and a lot of in a lot of these situations, it's it's not only about the talent that you bring to the table, it's also about the situation that you get thrust into. Um, does he have the right coaching staff around him to develop that you know that that kind of talent? Is he running the right offense? Is he in the right market? I don't know if he's I don't know if he's the he's like a a John Elway who can just kind of walk in day one and be good, right? Like most of these quarterbacks, you look at Troy Aikman was one in fifteen his first year. I think Peyton Manning threw thirty interceptions his first year. But they have the people around them that can kind of build that body of work up and, and make it a Hall of Fame caliber player. You just 
you just always wonder with guys that come to the league now with the lack of development um, really across the spectrum of positions, you just wonder if he's been being taught kind of the right things, the right way to go about this business in order to become the player that he can become. Mike, a lot of folks question Harbaugh's decision not to kick the field goal. I'll ask you because you've been in those huddles, fourth and two there. They elect to go for it. If you're in that huddle, are you saying, okay, right call for us against a Bills team that, look, everybody has got picked to win the Super Bowl. We're at home. We're going to you know, rush it right down their mouth. In terms of that call, what would you think of it? Was it the right one? Well, I think the interesting part there is, is that his explanation of why he did it. So if you're going to say, hey, Lamar Jackson wants to go for it and fourth and two on the goal line, uh, I'm not going to argue with you. If you say that the analytics suggest that if you go for three points there, that the other team has a chance to run down the field. You know, this is remember, this is the Vaunted Ravens defense forever. Mm-hmm. And a chance to run down the field and, uh, you know, potentially get a touchdown to win the game. I think that kind of speaks volumes on what you think about your defense right now. And I know they haven't been playing very well, but yeah. – it was that was kind of damning to me uh, as far as his explanation of why they did it. You know, again, if, if we've seen him go up to Lamar in a fourth down situation, and go, do you want to go for it? Lamar says yes, and they go for it. And if you do that, then nobody on the defense is going to be, you know, taking like, oh, the coach doesn't believe in us because Lamar wanted to do it, so we're going to do it. But the way he explained it makes me think, oh my gosh, maybe he just doesn't believe in his guys anymore. Um. The Raiders finally right. got off the uh, the shameful <laughs> schneid there yesterday. A, a, a nice win, right? A nice win, nice convincing win against right. Denver. Um, you've been in locker rooms, right? It's not always rosy. Is that the kind of thing that can, you know, jumpstart you? Or, or is it just a week-to-week thing every time in the NFL? Momentum is incredible in that you don't know where it comes from and it's like you better have your lasso swinging because when it goes by, it goes by fast, and you better hang on. You better throw that lasso and hang on as fast as you can. So it could certainly spark them. They're in a really tough uh, division, and I know, you know the record-wise it doesn't necessarily look that way, but they've got a ton of talent. Uh, they'll get Renfro back, but you, know, you just look at the weapons they have on offense. Um, I think that they have the potential. I thought they were a playoff team when I was looking at the schedule earlier in the season. I don't know what – I haven't – I haven't watched enough Raiders film to know exactly why they continue to lose games, but I know that a lot of them have been close. So getting off the side is a big deal. I think Derek Carr is a playoff caliber quarterback in this league. I don't know if he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but he's certainly a playoff caliber winning quarterback in this league. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And I, I, I was glad to see them win, man. I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan. You know, I know Green Bay needed overtime to knock off New England, but but you tell me, Mike, I, I see those receivers rounding into form. Lazard goes over 100, I think, yesterday. He looks like he's – Aaron looks like he's got a real trust in Dobbs, who he says catches everything. Is, is he doing what he's always done? Is he is he making receivers, and do you sense that relationship getting stronger? Yeah, so Dobbs is kind of up and down, right? He had the, uh, he had the fumble early. He had the touchdown. He also had the touchdown drop. Um, but he's getting open, and he's been getting open since he stepped on the practice field, yep. you know, four months ago. So I think from that perspective, they're just continuing to build out the playbook. And, and again, we talk about it all the time when you have a, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers in particular. There's probably a handful of these guys in the league, Tom Brady being one of the ones that pops to my, pop, jumps into my mind. Is they they have PhD level PhD level understanding of their playbook and what's supposed to happen on each each and every play. And if you're not operating at a very very close level as the quarterback, then there's going to be a lot of nuances in the game, whether it's, you know, the, which shoulder he fades the ball to, you know, whether it's if you want you cut your route on revolutions or, or, you know, 10, 15 yards down the field, if you're going by yards or, or knee revolutions. These kind of things come into play at the really high levels of the sport, and I think they're just going to continue to build that package up for Dobbs. What I, what I also like seeing is Alan Lazard had a big game. I think he had six for 116 yesterday. Yep, yep. I think the Packers needed him to have a big game. Because now you start looking around that room and you go, okay, Watson got his touchdown. Dobbs is, 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 is starting to is starting to make plays. Tunyon got a touchdown in the tight end room. And Lazard kind of showed that he can be that number one receiver. And he made plays when it mattered. And, by the way, Cobb had another two uh, big third down conversions. Sure so I, I thought it was a, good, a really good game for those guys. The, the score and the, and the way the game went you know, was not indicative necessarily of what it could have been if they just maybe held on to a couple of those balls. Um, but – Listen, Aaron Rodgers' QBR rating or whatever might not be as high as it's ever been, but I, I think it'll get back up there as, as we go on during the year. And then finally, it's a it's a loaded question, but um, what do you think is going to come out of all of this with Tua in the NFL? Obviously, the union fired the specialist who cleared uh, Tua. 
Um, where do you think this goes next? Well, the thing that – so, first of all, there's a couple things. Football is an extremely violent sport. Um, I think that's part of, this, part of what we love about it and part of what you know, kind of keeps everybody up at night. Um, with, two, with the fact that they fired the guy right off the bat a few hours into the investigation, you know, I know it's their prerogative to do that, but it, to me that just seems – it just seemed a little premature because um, we there's certainly no except for saying that they had uh, they had multiple infractions. You know they don't listen. There's it's, there's no transparency, which I think is what everybody wants. Moving forward, I think the key thing to, to remember here is is that you know Mike McDaniel. We have to take him as a man of his word. So far, he's been nothing but, and he's in his mind he did everything the right way, which means that if in fact Tuatung Vailoa got a concussion against the Bills then the protocols that are being followed need to be reviewed. And it's not necessarily um, – what we have to remember, I guess, is when a team is playing in the, in the middle of a football game, when a head coach is in the middle of a football game, all of a sudden his eyes don't go to just this one player and study him for the next 10 minutes to make sure that he should be put in. In other words, I guess the way that the Internet blew up and started kind of pointing fingers at these different people for responsibility, ultimately – if we determine that he had a concussion prior to the Thursday game, he shouldn't have been in the game. Then whatever the protocols are, we just need to be revi- they need to be revisited. And I'm certainly I'm sure that's what they're going to do. The big thing for me that is unfortunate about all of this is if you know if Tua throws for 350 yards that game, doesn't get thrown on the ground, and they win by 40, then nobody brings this up, right? And so, does that make it not a problem? Or, does, or if we just happen to shine a light on the issue because it was a quarterback who got slammed into the ground. And by the way, the way he got slingshot into the ground on Thursday night, I don't. Every single player in the NFL is going out. You know, lights are going out for a minute when you get hit like that. Like, no, that you're was right. A very, very serious head injury. And so, yeah, it's just the, the timeline of this and, and the and all the vitriol and everything that's going on 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 Twitter and the social media platforms and people trying to get their 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 punches in. I don't like it. Um, I know that there's been some. Like, I, I had some crazy experiences, I think, on both sides of this when I was playing in the, in the National Football League. There's, there's good medical staffs, there's bad medical staffs, there's good actors, there's bad actors. But right now, with everything that's happened, guys, in the last 10 years and the progress they're trying to make, um, I just don't want to de- dehumanize or make, or, or make devils out of people that are trying to do things the right way and might be misinformed. Yeah. Hey, great stuff as always, Mike. Appreciate the Thank time Thank you so every much, week. brother. Hey, thank you, guys. He is Mike Wall, uh, processed to perform, former Pro Bowl offensive lineman uh, in the NFL. I think that, and I thought about that too, right? I mean, obviously, you know, there is uh, there is a very reasonable case to be made in their finding that he should not have been out there, but it was a it was a it was a nasty hit, right? Whether he had the concussion the week before or didn't, if anybody gets hit like that, mm-hmm. they're going to get a concussion. You know, so it's not like the previous concussion made him more likely to have another one in that moment. It was just the sheer velocity and and violence of the hit itself, you know, which is less about whether he should have been out there or not because of a concussion he suffered previously and more of a discussion about the nature of the sport itself. Well, the nature of the sport didn't change. Right, exactly. But can, I mean, can we say that one wasn't tied to the other? Unequivocally, well, I mean, I think it was the hit, right? That like Mike just said, if anybody gets hit like that, they're gonna their lights are gonna go out, right? Now, I mean, right? But do you go into the what what he did, which was the lockup? With sure, the fingers yeah, no, and everything I mean, I, else. yeah, I, mean, I think that is part of why we're I'm you no know, doctor, the, so the, obviously the, I can't tie them together. The, the gruesomeness of the scene with the hands, right? I mean, that is why would we make talk you about think, it. yeah, that there had been some, you know, no, the, look, the prior one hurt, yeah, him, and, and look, if he had a, there's no doubt he suffered a concussion in the previous week. There's no doubt. He just passed a concussion test. Right. T. Higgins. Which is what Miami is resting its yes. whole Well, you know, I mean, which is all they, you know, all they can do on some level, right? I mean, legally. Well, I mean, you got to trust your eyeballs at some point. The dude was buckling over. That's the point. Yeah. Even though he can pass a concussion test, it still might not be right to play him based on what your eyes saw. Yeah, well, there are guys like who do, you know. I mean, maybe that it was a quick turnaround, too. That was the other thing. It was, it was Sunday to Thursday. It wasn't even a full week, right? It was four days, essentially. So that is another part of the equation, I think. Because guys now, they will have, like T. Higgins is, is a great example of this. He goes out, uh, I, I think it was uh, week one, right? Week one, he, uh, he, he gets a helmet-to-helmet hit uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then uh, he's back week two against the Dallas Cowboys. So 
guys are, and he's, and he's uh, seems to be fine, right? He's mm-hmm. still, you know, but but that's a different, you know, it, it's a different timeline and and uh, it's a different organization. But anyway, uh, good stuff there from Mike. We will come back. Lots more to come here on the show. Jason Fitz, our old buddy Jason Fitz, is going to join us. At 125. Don't miss it. Jason and John, 92 FM, ESPN. I'm Michael Jenkins helping you beat the books with BetQL. The baseball season is winding down with just three games left on the schedule, but there is still money to be made. Toronto heads to Baltimore with the top wild card spot in the AL nearly wrapped up, and their bats were out in full force over the weekend when they swept the Red Sox. The over is hit in four straight for Toronto, and in seven of their last ten, a trend that the BetQL model loves. So today's five-star best bet of the day is the over between the Orioles and the Blue Jays. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7 with supplies and solutions for every industry and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. WMFS FM and HD1 Bartlett. WMFS Memphis, where the legacy of sports is flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies and Tigers talk. Always live on the free Odyssey app and smart speakers say play 929 ESPN, powered by DuckDuckGo. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.